the Old Testament reading according to the inspired prophet Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the Old Testament lesson by the inspired prophet Jeremiah. It's short. I'll just read it again. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring forth for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Thus far, our well, whether you voted for him or not, whether you liked him or not, today we laid President Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush, the first Bush president, to rest. You probably are well aware that President Bush died recently, and today was one of his funerals at the Washington Cathedral in our capital, Washington, D.C. If you had opportunity to watch any of that funeral, you heard things about President Bush you probably didn't know. And if memory serves me, I heard very few negative comments about him. You would think that one goes to heaven based on their works from that funeral. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, that is not the case. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, the scriptures say, but by our Lord's suffering and death do we go to heaven. This is a beautiful text, a beautiful promise that the Lord is coming, and he is our righteousness. Not our own righteousness. It'll get us nowhere. But his righteousness is a free gift. And it's given to the entire world. Nobody is left out. If they do not receive the gift, that's not his fault, for he offers it to everybody. Now, man's views of righteousness are certainly different than God's, and we heard that today, if you happen to have listened to some of the eulogies, and I'd have to say particularly that which was called a sermon, led one to believe 
that you go to work based, uh, go to heaven based on your works. But that is not the case. But that's the way man thinks. He thinks, well, he starts out with the big one. I've never killed anybody. I don't steal from people. I love my wife. I don't mistreat her. I care for my children. I have a good job, steady job. I work at it. I provide for my family. And some people even go so far as to think they never sin. I was making a visit one evening and I found that out when I spoke to this lady about we are all sinners. The scripture says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But she said, she got a little irate with me. She said, I'm not a sinner. I was stumped. What do I say next? That's surprising. But that's the way some people think. I'm a good boy. Certainly I'm on my way to heaven. Of course, it's interesting when they start giving us the reasons and the things that they do and don't do, they don't seem to bring God into the picture at all. Like, what do you think about God? Well, I don't know. What's in your heart? Well, well I don't want to tell you. So man makes up his own rules. And then he says he abides by them. But even Paul shoots them down on that one in Romans 2. You don't even keep your own rules. But yet you want the other people to. So if man tries to justify himself, based on rules and regulations and laws, he falls far short. For he can't even keep his own rules, let alone keep God's rules, God's commandments. So man's righteousness is wanting. Man is in need of somebody else's righteousness. For we are poor, miserable sinners. And we certainly will not be accepted into heaven based on our works. God says, ye must be holy, for I, the Lord thy God, is holy, am holy. And then in the New Testament, Jesus says, ye shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, there you go. That sort of eliminates us, doesn't it? We're not holy. We're not perfect. As Paul says, I don't do what I should do, and I do what I know I shouldn't do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this perilous situation I am in? Aha! Uh -huh. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the righteous branch that 
Jeremiah prophesied of. The Lord is our righteousness. Oh, thanks be to God. I don't have to try to get to heaven based on my life and my works and my well-doing. For if I were to try and get in that way, I would certainly be doomed. But thanks be to God, he has sent us his son, his holy, perfect, righteous son, to take our place. The Lord himself is our righteousness. And he is ever so pleased to give it to us. Jesus knew we were in sad, sad shape. And we needed help. So he accepted the Father's request to come and live that perfect life that all of us are supposed to lead, live, but don't. So Jesus said, I'll do it for them. I will become their righteousness. And the Father said he would accept that. He would accept his son's righteousness on our behalf. He becomes what we are. He takes our sin into his body. He pays the Father the debt that we owe and then in exchange, he gives us his righteousness. That's why those baptismal gowns your grandmother made and our mothers made are so beautiful. These long, white, hand-stitched and made baptismal gowns, they symbolize putting on Christ's righteousness when we came as babies to the font to be baptized. It's such beautiful symbolism in those gowns. I hope that you save them and pass them on and give them to your children and grandchildren to dress their babies in the white baptismal gown that symbolizes putting on Christ's righteousness in holy baptism. And then his righteousness becomes our righteousness. And then, praise be and thanks be to God, we can stand before him and be declared righteous and allowed to come into his eternal mansions and live with him in great happiness, holiness, and righteousness eternally. Thanks be to God for sending us his son, Jesus Christ, to be our righteousness. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.